Oh, just watching the Mac, watching the mouse move. Oh, is yeah. that because it's an old Mac? Yeah. Really? That's what we dealt with for for years. Yeah. I mean, it's an old Mac running a version of macOS that's not supposed to run on it. So oh. Test also that. test testicles. Hey, everybody, how are we looking? How are we looking here? Suggested bitrate is fifteen thousand six hundred and twenty-eight. Shut the fuck up, nerd. Obviously, God it damn it, I fucking hate this shit. What the fuck? It appears to be working. The audio listeners have no idea what's been happening. They have no idea. No, this is no. why podcasts this are great. Going to be edited down so much. And the video people, the live stream people, you are patient, and it's going to still be a little laggy, but it's better than it was. And if you haven't already liked the fucking stream, like the goddamn stream. I'm fucking tired of this shit. <laughs> we started, the like, the first time we started this, it was not this eating. You know what's crazy? I just, I, like, I just, I just can't. I, like, I can't, I can't open technology at work, and then suddenly it just doesn't work the time that I need it to work when we're trying to fucking live stream. Yeah. Did you pick the option to say, I don't have internet? No. Because that works. Well, uh, no, no. So you can like I, no, set no. up an account and I, then we can I did out. pick that one time and then I was able to get into setup and oh. then I still couldn't set up internet. Is it fixed? No, not yet. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a boring Guys, podcast. Guys, I have to take a shot now. <laughs> I, like, I'm so fucking pissed. I like, I'm just so over this shit. I like, I, you guys don't have to take a shot. I'm just over this. This is so I'll take a, a little halfy. Halfy. Yeah, we do have. Dude, this is so fucking I assume stupid. there's a quiz or something. There's on this, games this show, in so. this episode, so that's why it's here. Yeah. But Jesus fucking Christ. Let us know, please, in the chat if, if, it's, if it's good. And if it's, and, and, and if it's, if it's not, I, I, uh, too bad. Yeah, there's not much we can do, but maybe we'll put. Uh, I'll say sorry. You can well. You know what? We'll send you a link to our complaint box, and you can put a complaint in the complaint box. Yeah, and we'll address it in six months, we'll like ad- Southwest did for me. Perfect. Today. Hey, <laughs> cheers to cheers to you guys for the patience. Cheers to the viewers, and, uh, and yeah. to you for fixing it. I guess I didn't do shit. All right. Now you did more than Dave and I did for the really exciting stuff. I asked stupid questions. <laughs> And I asked one stupid question, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to stop. For the really exciting stuff, we almost have all of our stuff in for our Patreon members. So for everybody who has joined the Patreon, you will soon have your select items. Adam, can you walk us through this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we have a sticker, you know, with the show <laughs> you, you, artwork. Can, you, can, you can put it right there. You can go up closer. <laughs> yeah, that looks great. Perfect. Yeah. It does look great. Uh-huh. It looks cool. fucking great. It's a little inside thing. It doesn't say anything about the podcast. Fine. If you don't want people to know you don't listen, or you do listen, then it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we've got a uh, our cancel bucks, which it says genuine cancel really buck. Yep. No, that's perfect. That's yeah. you're, you're displaying perfectly. And then uh, for the first uh, ten people, at least, maybe more. We'll we'll see if we like. I want these. one of those. These are cool. They're for the first little, nine people. <laughs> first, okay, first eight people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're uh, another coaster, and it kind of is like a record. You can't see it on the video, probably, but it's got little like groove looking things because of the printing so and, and that's a coaster and, and that's those, another coaster because you need some coaster coasters for drinking and these are things that you will get if you join the patreon if you haven't already joined yeah. the patreon along with along with uh uh koozies it's not these koozies uh it's nicer similar. ones. Yeah. it's nicer ones yeah. it, they look really good from the uh like the the mock-up that i got sent very excited we'll have those in very very soon so if you haven't joined the Patreon already, join the Patreon. Get some shit from it. It's five dollars a month. Hundred of those on the way. Yeah, hundred koozies on the way. So you can join the Patreon and then quit the Patreon and join the Patreon and quit the Patreon. And I don't know if we want to go that far. Don't do that. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Clearly, I, I don't know how Patreon works. I want to make more money. That'll oh, just be okay. the same $5 over and over and over again. Except so. we're spending $5 to ship them a koozie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Right. That, yeah. This is why I don't, I'm, I'm not in charge of this stuff. <laughs> I immediately go into like scamming Patreon. <laughs> when in reality, you're scamming, scamming myself. Scamming yeah, yeah. I'm not even good at being bad. So uh, join the Patreon. We, uh, I, I will announce this now. We'll talk about it at the end of the episode too. But we do have a really special uh, uh, Patreon episode. We're going to be filming on Friday. Adam doesn't even know about it. I don't know about this. Uh, it's going to be. <laughs> we're going to be filming it on Friday, and it's going to be all about K-pop. I was going to say, does it. it involve me? Because I, I. Nope, you're good. Need to know what time to be here. I mean, if you want. I mean, if you want to. If you want to, you can. Uh, we'll see. We'll talk. We'll figure it out. Our we'll friend, figure it out. Our, our dear friend Alan is doing a K-pop presentation. Okay. Yeah. Like presentations, like shared, like to the class, like PowerPoint kind of thing. I don't know if she didn't do a PowerPoint, but she has. She sent. Or is me it some like her... Jackson and like a paper? Like <laughs> she sent me some of her notes, which she <laughs> so she's writing out everything. It's I don't know. I don't know if, she, if she'll make it like a PowerPoint or whatever. But we will have a Patreon episode all about K-pop soon. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. But anyway, we're not here for that. <laughs> We're here for a lot of other stuff. We're I'm just glad we're here. Stuff. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> uh, glad we're here and that we're inside. It's yeah. Currently storming outside. Storming. Uh, yeah, it's true. I hope my car is there when we go back. It might have floated away. I don't know. <laughs> oh, and also, sorry for missing last week, both the main episode and Fun Friday. Sorry to everybody for that. That was, it, both were entirely my fault. I take full responsibility for that. Um, and, I, you know, after as stressed as I was right now, I'll need another week off. So, uh, Lupe <laughs> said, if I'm in town, can I roll through? Are you in town on Friday? If you're in town, just text, just text Dave, text me, text Dave. We'll figure it out. Um, so yeah, so we're here now. It's fucking pouring in, uh, in, in Denton, Texas, but it's good shit. Um, we're surviving. We, we needed this rain, man. We needed it. We really did. Uh, some lady literally said that today. Mm-hmm. Of course they did. I'm of fucking guaranteed my did. old neighbor said that. Yeah. Multiple times. Dude, man. no fucking. Yeah, of course Ugh. people say we that. We needed this Ryan, man. We yeah, needed, this, we needed Ryan. this Ryan. Anyway, we have uh, some news topics to talk about, and then we have a, a, a topic as well. So I'm going to jump, jump into some of these news topics. I thought we could save these, but then it's just like some of them are too good to talk about. So I figured we'd just jump in and talk yeah. about it. Does that, does that work for everybody? Let's do it. All right. So... Um, first things first, for some people, this probably doesn't matter at all, but for a lot of people, for a lot of the, the prog heads, the, 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 the nerds, uh, this is big news. Um, Mike Portnoy has, an, was announced to rejoin Dream Theater. Now, for those who don't know about this whole saga... You might know Mike Portnoy from playing the Hello Kitty drum set on YouTube. Yeah, that's true. He did, he did, he did get really big from that. Um, and that's how the Dream Theaters found him. What? That's how the Dream Theater discovered Mike Portnoy. Mike Portnoy. <laughs> yep. That's not it. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so um, Portnoy left uh, Dream Theater in 2010. Um, just he wanted to do different shit. They, they had been a band since the 80s, some, sometime in the 80s, not exactly sure when, but sometime in the 80s. They met all at Berkeley. They're all a bunch of fucking nerds, and yeah. um, they write prog metal they were like kind of one of the pioneers to popularize the genre for sure um and popularize the not popular genre uh, <laughs> so mike portnoy leaves in 2010 and there's this really great youtube documentary series that is um all these amazing drummers auditioning to join dream theater and it's just this journey of like dream theater trying to find the right replacement it's really emotional you see all these people like putting in their fucking all right to be in to be in Dream Theater, um, so they 
audition a bunch of people, and they eventually land on Mike Mangini. Mike Mangini? I can't remember. I've always said Mangini. Yeah, Mangini. Mike Mangini. Awesome player. So, so good, right? Um, and now, <laughs> after 13 years and a Grammy... That's a long time to be in a band. They said, see ya, we're bringing Mike back. So um, the initial take is that people are like, oh my God, I'm so excited to see Mike back. But no one's really thinking about like, or see Portnoy back. But Mangini, and I mean, in all of his like amazing wisdom was like, I'm totally happy to leave. It's okay. This it's seems like fine. the Red Hot Chili Peppers thing, but for better music. Also seems like the Matt Skiba thing. Yeah, I was going to say the Blink-182 thing, yeah. too. Yeah. So um, so Mangini said, I understand Dream Theater's decision to get Mike, Mike Portnoy back at this time. As was said from day one, my place was not to fill all the roles that Mike held in the band. I was to play the drums in order to help the band carry on. My main role of keeping our live show working tightly on a, night, on a nightly basis was an intense and rewarding experience. Thankfully, I got to experience playing music with these iconic musicians, as well as some fun times laced with humor. I really enjoyed spending lots of time with the crew. And then there's the Grammy win, which was amazingly satisfying. And then he thanks the fans. And it's like, dude, that's so nice. What a nice thing to say. But like, like while you're getting fired. Yeah. For no reason. Like, like he literally is like, I, un I understood from day one. I was just here until Mike wanted it back. 13 years later. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah. yeah. I would have been all over some weird contract shit. Yeah. I would have been like, I want 20 years of royalties. I mean, I for all we know, that did happen. Yeah. And, for sure. And there is like, you know, a deal to make it less shitty. Yeah. But he's not, he's not going to miss out on gigs and stuff. Right. But it's still fucked. Yeah. yeah. And and then um, Gene Fuder had a statement, but particularly um, the guitar player, John Petrucci, said, um, Mike Mangini's drumming is otherworldly and I'm extremely grateful for the time he spent with us in Dream Theater. I'm very proud of all the amazing music we made together that culminated in our first Grammy win last year and the countless magical moments that we've shared on our stage over the past 13 years. I wish him all the best to success in his future musical endeavors. I'm incredibly excited to welcome Mike Portnoy back into Dream Theater. As an original founding member, longtime friend, and incredibly talented and creative drummer, I know that his return will bring a renewed spirit, passion, and energy to Dream Theater that all of us, including our fans, will joyfully welcome. I can't wait to roll up our sleeves and get back into the studio together. It's like, to not win a Grammy. I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> like, you guys, we, we won a Grammy, uh, but now we're done. We don't want any yeah. more. We just need the one. It's, it's crazy. So when Portnoy leaves, he leaves to go do other stuff. The first thing he does, I believe it's the first thing, is he joins uh, Avenge Sevenfold for a little... Uh, hold? Avenge Sevenfold for a little bit. Avenge, Avenge Sevenfold. Hold these nuts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Avenge Sevenfold. He joins them for a little bit because the Rev passed away, the drummer, and the Rev's biggest inspiration was Mike Portnoy. So it was yeah. really emotional. It was yeah, really that's incredible. Yeah, that's a cool thing to do. It's yeah. really cool, yeah. And then he goes and makes other bands. He does some session work. And that's about all he fucking does. And so then he's like, all right, cool, I guess... Um, Oh, you know, the pandemic really made me miss being in a band. <laughs> I like, dude, next, fingers crossed it doesn't happen. But in the event of another pandemic, bands are going to start fucking scrambling. And members of bands who joined because another famous member left are going to be like, fuck, I'm about to lose my gig when this thing clears up. Yeah. Because it's been happening a yeah. lot. It's it's crazy. What's the fucking what's what's the what's the what's the Rolling Stones drummer's name? Uh, now? No, 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 oh, no. Oh, Charlie Watts. Dude, Charlie Watts gonna come from the come back from <laughs> oh, the dead. <laughs> 
I was wondering where you were going. I was wondering where you were going this, and I'm like, does he know he's dead? He knows he's dead. I'll take. I'll take this. Yeah, I know he's dead. Yeah. In my head, I was like, Jesus. He comes back from the dead. Steve Jordan's done work. Oh man. Steve Jordan's done work. But Steve Jordan's gonna be like honored work. I don't care. Sorry, 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 Mick Jagger. John Mayer's on the other line. And I would love it if he's like, nah, dude, my gig. Yeah. What are you gonna do, Charlie? The fuck are you gonna do? I'll hit you with the snare drum. I'll push you over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a cancel block for that. That's fine. So sorry, Charlie Watts. So yeah, um, uh, just kind of not my favorite situation to take place uh, in, in as far as like in the progressive metal scene. Like it's like we don't need to have people like acting like this about Dream Theater. Yes, it's cool he's back, but why do we have to? I don't know. Like, t- I feel like we're taking advantage of Mike Mangini a little bit. It, you know, is part of the thing like they need to sell more tickets or something? So, like, it, has, have they not had people coming to the shows for the last ten years? No, I doubt it. They're doing just fine. They're, that's I what I. They're figure, like an yeah. institution. At right. The, like, if Metallica replaced Lars, right? Maybe that would affect their ticket sales, but Probably I strongly not. doubt it. Yeah. Not by much. No. I think the fans would rejoice. Uh, I think a lot of the fans would be like, "Who's that guy?" Yeah. 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 yeah, I think I think the um, the, Portnoy, the Mike Portnoy would be like, sorry guys. The thing that the thing I gotta that, go play them with Metallica. The thing that <laughs> happens is like it, it's 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 just it's just press. It's, that's all it comes down to. It's just press, and it's just gross. Yeah, but it's it is what it is. Um, I hope I hope that everything goes well. I hope that the like you know everybody ends up being happy and they make good music. But it's just like. Dude, they won you a Grammy. How long have you been a band and never had a fucking Grammy? How many and, albums have they put out? Yeah, without and a Grammy, fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, I think, and so. they're a progressive metal band to win a Grammy. That's well, crazy. And, and, yeah, not just to get nominated, but they won it. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. So it's it just it bothers me for that, but otherwise it's fine. Um, I'm looking up their discography to see when they put out the first record. Want to be like forty five albums. Nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, the it's, year it's, that I was born. They've been they've been around for a long time. Yeah. So. In the month that I was born. Wow, crazy. It's you like should a, tell them that you can join the band. Yeah. yeah. You want to play? Uh, dude, play I was an original member. No, no. You want to play? No. You want to take over John, that bass player? John Mayung, Mayung. He's a fucking incredible bass player. There's no way. Yeah. I would I would fold every single day. But if they need some more press. <laughs> yeah, that'll help. <laughs> they got the press would be so confusing as it'd be like they got the guy from Lincoln Park <laughs> to play yeah. bass in Dream Theater. They're like, no, it's me. <laughs> it's me. the guy from Denton. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, so, um, speaking of local musicians in Denton, Texas, um, so Spotify is changing their the way they're paying out musicians again. Um, I just had the link pulled up and then it told me I had to subscribe and I'm not going to do that to read it, but I remember the gist of it because they haven't actually released all the details yet. But the gist of it is, is that, um, the, they're changing the way that payout works so that you won't get paid unless you have a certain number of streams. So they're not going to pay you based on your total stream, but like, let's say you only get a hundred streams. They're just not going to pay you for it. Um, right. There's no minimum payout now. Yeah. Or, well, rather there is a minimum payout now. It's, it's whatever that number is based on. And they, as far as I've seen, they haven't said what that number is for like how many streams you have yeah. to get to get paid. I'm sure the studios are helping them figure out what that number is. So they don't pay anyone not signed to a label. Right. So. Yeah. Oh, well, hopefully no, that sucks. It sucks no matter what, but I can see them doing that in order to raise the payout per, per stream. Once you get to that point, God, I hope so. No, yeah, it's to increase profits. I'm sure. Yeah, I I would be shocked if they pay anybody more as a result of this. Yeah, it's a it's a really weird it's a really weird move in my opinion because it's like 
people already hate you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people already hate you for this. And you're like, you know what? Why don't we make it worse? Why don't we make it like, it's like, it's a thing where, first of all, I feel very strange when a lot of like local artists are like, man, my song has a thousand plays. Why don't I have a thousand dollars? I'm like, oh, slow your fucking roll, buddy. I don't know <laughs> yeah. how you think would, this works. Uh, would everybody have given you a dollar for that song on iTunes? Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. no. I don't know not how you chance. think this is going to work, but it's not like that. But I do think that you deserve to make money off of that. I'm, I don't know how much, nor am I the person, but you deserve to make money off of it. Five cents. Five cents per stream? No, total. Oh, just total. Per, per thousand stream. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But whatever it is, like, the, you know, I, it, it is an unfair rate, probably, but, like, I, it's hard to quantify that. But you still deserve to get something. Sure. And to just go, like, let's say it is a 1,000 streams. Nope, not enough. But that does go against the owner, the guy who runs Spotify. I don't remember his name. But Daniel he, Eck? Daniel Eck was like, if you want more money from Spotify, release more music. Yep. That was his answer. Yeah. And now that de-incentivizes releasing more music and instead promotes writing, taking more time to write better music in hopes that it gets picked yeah. up. So what is it, Mr. Eck? <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, billionaire who's invested lots of money into uh, weapons of mass destruction. What is it? What is it? Eck. What is it? Eck. Eck. That's Eck. why he needs more money. True. Mm. Yeah. Probably a bunch of wars. He needs to invest some money. Yeah. More weapons. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, yeah. Next. Next. Um, so We're just doing all the bad news. Well, you know, most got, well, you know, got to yeah. get got to get it all in there. Um, so uh, we talked briefly the last news episode about um, the the purchase of Bandcamp to Song Trader um, purchased from the game company. I can't think of the name of Epic Games. Yeah. Yep. And um, Bandcamp, uh, they, they, they they fired half. They laid off half of their staff. Uh, pre, I guess the sale. I don't know. I, th- I thought I thought it was like I guess I guess the sale hadn't been it, finalized. It sounds like it was a, a requirement for the sale to happen. Gotcha. Which I think is illegal for them to do that. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's collusion of some kind between companies. Collusion. But it's not going to matter. Uh, they 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 fired or laid off half of these people. Half almost of all of them in editorial. I think right. Yeah, almost all of them in so, like the Bandcamp daily stuff. Yeah, that's no. dead. Uh, honestly, Bandcamp's probably dead. In yeah. the next couple of years, I think so. I think that's, Damn, that's you heard it here first. That's that, that's kind of the biggest thing is that like I you know when 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 Epic initially bought them, I kind of had this thought of like man this this could be really great, and I I, I still stand by where I felt about that because it's like this you know ha- Bandcamp having some sort of like you know backing like that really is a, is a strong thing. could be good yeah yeah and um, then this happens and it's like and it's also like Epic why did you buy this what do you think what did, what did you think this was like what 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 on a earth? profitable business <laughs> I mean I guess but like a profitable. no but bu- I mean it was a profitable business yeah. so I, that's to me that I've said this last time I think like it's confusing to me why you buy a profitable business and then go well we need to get rid of this thing that makes money instead we're gonna do these games that may or may not make money Right. Like, let's go we gamble to, as a company. Well, the whole goal, the whole goal is to throw all of it back into Fortnite. That's the right. whole goal. So, which you know, yeah, probably good business for right now. Yeah, probably whatever. not good in twenty years. I don't know. Who cares? Epic. Games. I think people will still be buying music on Bandcamp in twenty years if it was around. If it's around, yeah, it's very, very so, true. Big so, if. Big if. Well, big now, if true. yes. Big if true. So it really is what it's what it kind of seemed like we talked about, like just billionaires trading companies. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's exactly what it is and it's and it's it's not like you know none, none of this is you know they don't care about anybody except for themselves no, they no, don't care about not. anybody except for a number they see on a page and if the number isn't what what it needs to be what they think it needs to be then fuck everybody else get fucked yeah. so um and if you're writing a 
you know, stories about music, then like who needs that? We yeah. can sell stuff with AI or whatever the fuck they're gonna do. Yeah. I mean and and it's it's crazy, like, you know, talking about like local musicians who maybe get smaller streams on Spotify, they like Bandcamp is a bread and butter for those kinds of people. Yeah. Yeah. So it's and like, there's no alternative. No. There's not there's not a there's not a, a space. Well, I, I, I shouldn't say there's none. There is one, but it involves you hosting your own website and shit, which nobody's yeah. doing. Yeah. Well, I mean it's so, like right. Your the the requirement is like you need to basically you 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 have to run a small business no matter what if you're doing right. music right and but now you're running a website yeah exactly yeah. yeah so it's just it's 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 a lot it's too much um and it's gross so fuck billionaires next next um th- 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 <laughs> this this is just so random and it's the perfect segue to get us into our topic today is Francis Bean Cobain got married to Riley Hawk, Tony Hawk's son. It's just so random. Okay. And so that sounds like Mad Libs in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give, give, give me a celebrity. Give me a celebrity. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Cobain. Okay. Uh, Kurt Cobain's daughter. Okay. Give me another celebrity. Another one. Uh, um, Tony Hawk. That famous <laughs> skateboarder guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, they got married. Super random. They got married like last month, I think. They've they, been together for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, so very cute. That's nice. Yeah. But that gets us into talking about what we're here to talk about today, which is grunge music. Um, Did they play grunge music at their wedding? I mean... Riley's in a grungy kind of band. Yeah. So I, then I, maybe... I didn't know that. Nepotism, baby. Oh, sure. I mean, whatever. I is that, that still much. nepotism if it's a different industry? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, a lot he of, was his band was pretty much immediately playing like big festivals, okay. like Tony yeah. Hawk Pro Skater Three. Yeah, it's a huge <laughs> festival. Like Tony Hawk is singing the, with Goldfinger. Is the band Dude, called that, Tony Hawk? <laughs> did you Tony guys, Hawk and the Pro Skaters? Wait, yeah. wait, did you see Tony Hawk singing with yeah, Goldfinger yeah. when we were young? Yeah, and that they was, let him sing by himself, and he was like, oh, 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 oh. Dude, it sounded like he had no idea where he was in the song. And I, I meant to go back and look to see if he had in ears, but that was that I was, doubt it. It was just I feel like he was going getting older all the time, getting older all the time. <laughs> Shit. Um, so yeah, so we are here today to talk about grunge music. Um, and so I feel like the energy that I've been bringing in is going to be really good for this, this, this topic. Is that why you're wearing that shirt? That's why I'm wearing the shirt. I was, that makes sense. Dude, if we had done it last week, I was going to wear a similar shirt. I was going to wear the, yeah. Well, I had, I had a couple options and I went, I went with this one today. You, I don't know if it comes across well on, on the video. Yeah, it kind of just looks like you're wearing video, a black shirt. Yeah, whatever. Fuck off. Um, I don't care. It's not about, I, I don't wear it for the fashion. Um, anyway, he's in character. I'm in character. Um, so grunge music. So, um, let's, let, let, let's start with, um, maybe, uh, our, our experiences with grunge. How about that? I mean, I don't know about you young fucks, but I grew up in the, in the nineties. I grew up in the night. What are you fucking? The early nineties. Whatever. Keep going. Were you born before Kurt Cobain died? Yes. Yeah. Were you? Yeah. Oh shit. What, What year did he die? 94. Yeah, yeah, I was born yes. in 92. Ja- okay. You're thinking of Jackson. Yeah, where's Jackie? <laughs> Just kidding. He wouldn't like this episode. Sure he would. Um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely, definitely grew up hearing grunge of all sorts. But I definitely I didn't think of it as much as I do now in terms of like, uh, I didn't understand the, the impact it had. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. At the time that it did. I think that's probably fair for most people like you weren't going to realize this is going to be a big deal 
yeah. when you listen to it. I would say that older people in their 30s and 40s at that time were probably like, oh, fuck, this is huge. Right, like the label executives and, yeah. and producers. Yeah. yeah. The owners of Sub Pop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's them exclusively. <laughs> yeah, um, the billionaires at Sub Pop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like... I didn't. I didn't listen to grunge at all. I until, totally did until later. Like yeah, I, was, I, I heard grunge, but I didn't like go seek it out. Yeah, and 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 we'll get to we'll get to like you know later. I did listen to grunge, and then I didn't again. Um, <laughs> I just I you know it's it's a it's a genre that I feel like is it's 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 strangely polarizing. It doesn't need to be so polarizing, but it, it just is strangely polarizing. It's part of its character at this point to yeah. be polarizing. Well, yeah. and at every level, it's polarizing. And even the bands that were considered grunge. Yeah. So, um, do you know what the you know what the word grunge means? I know there's an actual definition that predates any of this music, uh-huh. but I don't remember. It just means dirt. No. Oh. <laughs> dirty. Damn it! I could have guessed that. <laughs> yeah, it just means dirt. Uh, someone, is it dirt? S- someone, or something that is repugnant. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's just it's just it's just dirt. Um, but the word uh, for the like as a, for the genre um, seemed to come from. Uh, some people claim it comes from multiple places, um, but one of the main ones is uh, Bruce Pavitt described Green River's "Dry as a Bone" EP as uh, uh, gritty vocals, roaring martial amps, ultra loose grunge that destroyed the morals of a generation. Um, so I never heard that. Have you guys listened to that? No, I have not. So I figured we could listen to some stuff today because I think that like we all know what Nirvana sounds like. I'm sure that like some of our listeners are really well listened people, so they probably know what you know a lot of this that I'm going to talk about sounds like. I think I would say almost everybody knows what Nirvana sounds like, right? If, unless they're in high school, right? No, high, right high now, school. Right now, Nirvana is a clothing company. High school people for sure know what it sounds like. But the point being that I uh, I think that listening to some of this stuff and putting ourselves maybe in a, in the way way back machine and just placing ourselves in 1980 whatever this album came out um this is 1990 but i think it was before that um and and just kind of like just putting ourselves in the place of when this came out do we got to get a, a whole tone scale on the on the board i'm not going to do that okay <laughs> thanks man there's uh, 100,000 <laughs> monthly listeners that there you go. seems like a lot it, yeah, the, 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 well, so let's. So this is Green River. Uh, you might know them from such hits as "Swallow My Pride," "This Town," uh, "Rehab Doll," or "Queen Bitch." Yeah, you know those songs. I, I think isn't that their entire EP? Probably. Uh, probably <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Here's "Swallow My Pride." Sounds like Jane's Addiction. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, it totally fits. Um, to me, it just fits the vibe of what the genre is. Sure. Uh, but a, a little bit earlier, but then let's listen to This Town. This, is, this doesn't make me think grunge. No. No. I mean, again, though, to me, this, I can hear where, uh, no, never mind. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that riff kind of sounds a little bit Soundgarden-y. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I, I hear that. I hear that. Um, so 
this is this is kind of this is not where grunge comes from. We'll get to that. Um, but the idea of grunge being this like this gritty, um, like loud, kind of messy music is where this is kind of uh, coming from. Uh, Kurt Cobain said that Jonathan Poneman, who was the co-founder of Sub Pop, he originated the term grunge. Um, but it seems like it's kind of a toss-up who actually originated it. Well, and do we really we we've done an episode on Kurt Cobain? Yes. Uh, no. Do we? claim no. him to be a reliable narrator no no no, no. we're not going to rehash that because that was a very depressing episode but. i'll talk about it again um <laughs> uh so anyway um this is the interesting part that i found I, I found this very fascinating the word grunge has been used to describe music since the 60s okay so um there are like a number of there are a number of, we'll, we'll, we'll go listen to some of like the proto grunge in a little bit but that's a wild idea that like the idea of like just that word being used to describe like messy music right has been around since the 60s but it really became associated in the 90s with the Seattle sound right that's what the cell was was the Seattle sound everybody who's sitting here going say Seattle I said it it's the <laughs> Seattle sound Seattle warehouse <laughs> it's the Seattle sound um but before we keep diving into more of this it's our it's time for our first game now oh, this one doesn't have questions this is just you just got to go for it okay um now for those who don't know a lot of genres uh, specifically uh thrash metal has the big four okay so you guys know what that is for the big four for thrash yeah, metal okay yeah. so i don't Meta- i don't know who they are but i understand is the it idea. anthrax megadeth mm-hmm. uh metallica and slayer yeah that's the big four for thrash metal okay, okay? you hear that and you're like yeah for yeah. sure right yeah beat you to it i said i didn't big know four <laughs> big four for grunge now i have a new thing for this other than uh, oh my god is it a whole tone scale fuck off <laughs> so what, what what big four for grunge ready nirvana great that seems like a shit answer <laughs> <laughs> but i need four nirvana stone temple pilots alice in chains and uh, fucking Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam, yeah. You said four there, right? That's four. Well, yeah, but I forgot to mention um, Sound, Soundgarden. <laughs> Soundgarden. Soundgarden. Wait, wait, okay. wait. Hold on, wait. So you, you're going for So five. I'm going to go Soundgarden, okay. Alice in Chains, okay. Nirvana, okay. and Pearl Jam. Okay, Adam, what you got? The same as Dave. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> Nirvana, Pearl Jam, uh, I think Stone Temple Pilots. Did you say that? Yep, you, you didn't say that. that. I, I, I took that back. Though. You took that out, though. I think they're in the top four. You think, I don't. You think, you think Stone Temple Pilots is? Yeah. Okay. Um, Dave takes it. I almost went back and said, like, the Melvins. Dude, and... dude no, that was, that, that was, that was, I mean, you, you said five, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I forgot <laughs> about. The game is called Name Four. I forgot about Soundgarden for a you second. Said, you, but Soundgarden you said is five. in the four. Sound, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Soundgarden, that Nirvana, Alice in Chains, and Pearl Jam. And let's give it up one time for Ian in the chat. Did he for... put it in the chat? Putting it in the chat <laughs> yeah. while you're fucking answering while the question. While answering the question. <laughs> let's give it up for Ian one time for crushing it uh, and getting it 100% right. Because I think Ian knows more than all of us do on this fucking show. He's going to be yelling at his uh, his his phone a lot during God. this episode. Yeah. Uh, I think. Yes! Fucking yell at me! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm not a 90s kid, you know? I don't know but, this shit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you've spent any amount of time listening to those bands, they don't sound anything alike. Yeah, that... Okay, but... We, you, you listen to them off, I'm like, they're not all in the same genre. I get how they can all be seen as in the same genre. But. Yeah. 
but but some like, of that's just like the time when they it's were. It's the Seattle popular. sound that yeah. Hagen mentioned. Before. But you talk about well, like Pearl Jam, especially yeah. Yeah. You talk about like the like the big four of thrash metal. Megadeth mm-hmm. and Metallica maybe sound alike. Right. Anthrax and Slayer are nothing like those two. Right. And and they're nothing like they're nothing like each other either. So it's I think it's more of just like these are the bands that fit into grunge and they are the ones that get, did the most and have given the most, right? Yeah. Um so so yeah. Um so now let's jump into some of what what got us to grunge. So what do you guys think is like the biggest thing that got us to grunge? What was like what's 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 like the the, the stuff that, that that pioneered us? Uh punk I mean, musically? I was just thinking like general stuff. Like, whatever you want, man. Whatever uh, you want. Poverty? Man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's an aspect of that. Does poverty. He get, does he get a thing for that? What the fuck? He gets a cancel buck for that. Are you fucking kidding I me? Growing up in Seattle in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> the rain. Yeah, how depressing it uh, is. Musically, yeah. though, what would you describe? So what would boring. you say? Uh, punk is the obvious Punk, yeah. metal. Yeah. yeah. Um, like Black Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, mean, like I think, older I think metal, a, not yeah. not fast speed right. metal. Yeah, but I, like, think, I think a, I think Black Sabbath was a, was a, a, a large people. A lot of people, a lot of people mentioned Black Sabbath. Yeah, but yeah. I do want to listen to a band that is that is called Proto Grunge. Okay, this is called this is a band called the Sonics. Proto Grunge. Oh, okay. I've listened to them before. You've listened to the Sonics? Yeah. No like way. Fucking type. Yeah. Well, I. Jack White talked about it somewhere. Why? Uh, <laughs> Why? There we go. There's the culprit. Okay. Maybe I'm one of those 400,000 monthly listeners. I don't listen monthly. But. So this is the album. Here are the Sonics. Oh, that's old. Yeah. This is this is the 60s I was talking about. This is 1965. 65. 65. What year was Kurt Cobain born? Uh, probably 70. No, no, it must, must be 60 something. <laughs> 65. I almost just spelled it K-I-R-T. Like Kurt. 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 <laughs> Kurt. He was born in 67. Oh, wow. wow. He heard this. Um, <laughs> so we'll listen to the most, the most, the most streamed one. Um, uh, Have Love Will Travel. That's a weird song name. Yeah. I was like, am I reading that right? Well, they, they had fewer letters back then. So, <laughs> Well, also, like when you hear it, it, the song name will kind of make a little bit of sense. And you hear what they sound like. I'm sh- I swear to God, I've heard this. You probably have. Oh yeah, this was in a Baker skateboard video. This is how I know. It all this. goes back to skateboarding. Yeah, it all goes back. Proto grunge. It's just overly distorted rock and roll. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I list. I listened to a number of songs off of this album, uh, off of Here Are the Sonics. And that's kind of the biggest takeaway I had is it's like it's like the 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 riffs. I could imagine hearing that exact riff if it was like a little bit slower. Maybe Kurt Cobain would have played that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that that to me that's like oh yeah, that's why this is grunge. Uh, but yeah, it's it's like if 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 I could totally just see someone on like a late night show in a suit just playing this too. Wait, you know? are they still yeah. playing? Look uh, at the tour the tour schedule there. The Sonics looks like it. Surely not. <laughs> Any of the original <laughs> members. Surely not. <laughs> Dude, let's make a fucking podcast outing and go see the Sonics live. What the hell? Dude, 
it, it, it's pretty cool stuff. Like it's not, I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's old sixties rock, but like a little bit more distorted, which is cool for that. Yeah. You know? Um, so, uh, here are the Sonics. Yeah. These the, are, sorry. The, the classic lineup that actually recorded these songs are all not in the touring band. Are they all dead? I'm, I doesn't say if they're all dead, <laughs> but at least one of them is alive and is unable to travel. Hmm. So I guess they maybe okay. endorse these people carrying on their legacy. That's kind of cool. Yeah, the, so. I, Brian Wilson tried that shit. <laughs> the Beach Boys. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And how'd that go? Yeah, not well. Um, so there are uh, a number of other acts that have been described as proto-grunge. Elvis Costello being a, a one that's been also. I the, could see that, uh, kind of. Like like the Stooges, Mel, the Melvins to the Melvins. Yeah. That's a huge one. There's a, there's a great... Yeah, there's a great article that's like bands that pioneered grunge. And the article kind of, um, it, it does just list off grunge bands, but it also mentions like bands like like Wipers. They were 1977. Okay. Um, uh, there was the, like, you know, the Melvins, like you said. Mud, but to me, Mud Honey is just like grunge, you know? Like Mud Honey is just like. I honestly don't know that I've heard any Mud Honey songs. The only reason I heard a Mud Honey song was not to talk about another podcast on our podcast, but on your favorite band Sucks when they talked about Nirvana, they were like, Mud Honey is just better. They were like, Mud Honey is just, if you like Nirvana, you should just be listening to Mud Honey. There's no reason why you shouldn't. Uh, so we'll listen to uh, just the top song, Touch Me, I'm Sick. Great. <laughs> this could have so quickly oh wait oh that's yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely that could have so quickly have gone to like a um dun, uh, 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 yeah uh, like a like, like a punk groove there instead of where it went um so that and that to me just screams even more grunge you know can, can we hear some melvins uh yeah james. adam stopped working on it james he stopped working on the macbook <laughs> he quit his job <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's not on the it, clock anymore. It's still on, even though I closed the lid. So we'll see how it's the battery like goes. Like that all day. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> he tried. He said. He said. He said we can fix it later. I yeah. have to. I think I have to log into. You it. have to. Yeah, you'd have to make an account without. Uh, you know, all our podcast listeners care about this. Yeah, that's the next Patreon episode. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, let's keep it going. Yeah, I want to hear the Melvins. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm next Patreon it. episode is having Dave fix somebody's iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I know I've done that. I feel like Hagen might have done that. Have you tried to update it? Update? Have I tried to update an iPhone? <laughs> no, oh. that's what you said when I was trying to fix OBS. Oh, okay. <laughs> which was a, which was a totally fair suggestion. It was. I've right. just, I've just, there was I've just no update. Just have to point. I, I have to just. I have to do it. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, which is the top Melvin song? Honey Bucket. I I feel like it's almost a pet a pet name for your spouse. Hi, Honey Bucket. Uh, this is just punk, yeah? Th- yeah, this isn't... This is heavy as shit. Yeah. Let's hear some vocals on this. Damn, what year did this come out? Ninety three. After... Never mind. Yeah. No. Dude, that's brutal. I mean, this could be Queen. Is this what grunge was supposed to become? I'm going to fast forward a bit. Oh, there wow. it is, yeah. Sounds like Slayer. 
There it is. That's Slayer. This is thrash. Dude, that's Slayer. How is this grunge? <laughs> Dude, okay, oh, let's go yeah. to early, early yeah, Melvin's. Yeah, 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 like yeah. like post 90s. Pre 90s? Or yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> let's go to their album. Oh, last year. yes. <laughs> I, like, I, I Damn, can do that. Still going too. Holy I shit. I can do that if you'd like. 89. 89. Okay, let's, let's, do let's listen to. Let's listen to the Vile. Vile. This is definitely an album that people start playing and then just stop looking at those numbers. Yeah. I want to hear what Kurt Cobain thought was the best music ever. And then they're like, this sucks. <laughs> I want to hear what Kurt Cobain thought. <laughs> like a little kid. <laughs> I mean, essentially, this is us right now. <laughs> yeah, it's us. I want to hear what Kurt Cobain thought was heavy. Dude, Dave's bored, right? Dude, these <laughs> Dave's no, bored, no. right? Well, because I'm listening to this, and it sounds like it could be the same guy that uh, could be Steve Albini. Yeah, it could. The, the snare sound. Oh, uh, yeah. Ozma. How many people did exactly what I'm about to do is just fast forward. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Right. Dude, that's... That's heavy as hell. Yeah, that's nuts. Hmm. Uh, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Um, what? Did you find the producer? Uh, no, yeah, it doesn't say anything. Okay. Um, huh. So that's that, that's one of the bands. The band I, bit, band I played it earlier, Green River, is also one of like the precursors. But then like the list also includes Soundgarden, which is like, yeah, okay, they're just they're just a grunge band. Like, why why is why is grunge why is like Soundgarden and Nirvana on this list? They're they're, right. just, they're just part of grunge. Um, well, there is post grunge. Dude, we're not even in there yet. I know. Even, like, I'm just saying. In it yet, dude? Are you we gonna didn't... call Foo Fighters post grunge? <laughs> Shut up, Adam. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So let's we already we've already talked about some of it, but let's dive into some of the musical qualities of grunge. Let's dive into what what kind of makes grunge grunge. Okay, what 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 makes grunge tick? Okay, so what are what are these musical qualities, Dave? Hit hit us hit us with some of what what you think the musical qualities of grunge are. Um, it's not necessarily about flashy guitar playing and yeah, uh, really fast, accurate musical abilities. Yeah. It's kind of the antithesis of what was happening before it, which would be like the glam metal and hair metal and all mm -hmm. those things. Yeah, exactly. The um, the 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 big things with the loud, distorted guitars, like we like we heard in that that song from the '60s. It's just like distortion, um, like super loud drums, lots of fuzzy bass, and then the 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 very intentional, not shredding guitar solos. Yeah, very very intentional, raspy vocals. Oh. I'm so glad you mentioned the vocals, uh, because this is what, to be honest, this is what what brought me into wanting to do a grunge episode was trying. To, my, my wife and I had a long conversation about like why does all why do all the grunge vocalists sound like this? They all have that same. I was going to ask you to give an example. Yeah, that's perfect. That's it. You try it. Album. I can't do that. Oh, oh you can. Come on, Patreon. <laughs> yeah. yeah um so you uh, want to so bad i can see it in your face I don't oh. don't want to Damn so it. that's the, the that's the bad part <laughs> <laughs> the vocals are almost like they're screaming almost it's almost like an outburst um there's a lot of tension in in, in their neck there's a lot of uh, 
Yeah. A lot of that, but also with a little bit of whine to it. And that is how you do grunge. Dude, right? that sounded really good. That's how you do it. Have you taught a lesson on how to sing grunge? No, but I can. You could. Just did. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and That's the whole lesson. And the other, the other final piece is very, very um, slurred and hard, art, hard to understand articulation and diction. The words don't come out very clearly. I think probably it, it, I would, I would give someone money if they understood the lyrics to "Smells Like Teen Spirit" the first time they heard it. Right. Right. <laughs> like what? Now like, it's what? dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because of the register you chose to sing that in. Yeah. It sounded like if South Park did a. Episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so so this is this, this here, here's here's our next question. Okay. Okay. I, and maybe you remember because I might have told you. I'm this. not going to fucking remember, and I know that you told me. What is the word used to describe the vocal stylings of grunge? <sighs> this is four part. Okay. You get choices. Um, oh. Okay. Then we can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we went to college. Yelping, yodeling, nasal yelling, or yarling? Yarling. <laughs> yodeling. <laughs> <laughs> just just to not pick the same one, Adam. Uh-huh. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But I think fair. Adam's right. Adam, Adam Adam is right. It is yeah. yarling. It is yarling. Yarling is a word that is used um, that is used specifically for the grunge style. Um, it's a, there, there's, there's a whole article I found that kind of deep dives just that word specifically. Um, it's, it, it says, uh, just at the front, Darling is a singing style popularized in the nineties in particular in grunge and post grunge bands as featured in, in indie music as well. It dates back further examples such as Jim Morrison and Johnny Cash also could be considered using, using, using Yarling. Um, yarling from for, yarling has also been called grunge drone, nose yodeling, hunger dunger dang, <laughs> and more recently, ham singing. Ham singing. So yeah. I think you mentioned Nathaniel Rateliff in that, right? No. Oh well, could have. I mean, like when we talked about it the first time. Yeah, when oh, we talked oh, about it oh. Last time. Maybe I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a thing that people still use a lot. Right. Because yeah, we were talking about this in context of uh, Margaret Glassby does that yes. kind of thing. Yes, Margaret right. Glassby does. Yes, exactly. Very different context. Yeah, but. yeah. So um, so it's yarling. So Dave, that's a halfy for you. <laughs> I guess I guess Adam kind of lost the first game. Uh, uh, yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. You guys both get halfies. I I just stole his answers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you get you definitely get yeah, like a game. good student at UNT, and you and you stole you stole the chat's answers as well. If that's too much, you can just uh, you can just pour some back in. Did the we problem. steal the chat's answers? I don't know. Did you? Did you read Ian's I answer? Dave, Dave was reading them in real Dave time. Was so. uh, I knew the fucking answer because uh-huh. you read it. Ask me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Ask me again at like one a.m. on Friday. What? Who the, the top four? Yeah, dude, I yeah. will. I will be asking. Catch you. me off guard, just randomly. Yeah, catch me off guard. Catch me. Guard. Shouting at Dave across the bar. <laughs> what are the top four? <laughs> Soundgarden. <laughs> okay. Um. So to being losers. Cheers to you guys. Nice. Just to be different. That is grunge of you. Yeah. That's very grunge of you. So, um, in 1985, grunge starts to really become popular. Just a little bit starts to really kind of gain its footing. It's particularly with that Green River EP. Um. That in Seattle, right? Um, yes, yeah, in Seattle. Um, it's it, it that this kind of starts the whole process. Um, there was a release in 1986 released by CZ Records. Um, the record featured 
tracks from six bands, Green River, Soundgarden, Melvin's, um, Malfunction, Skin Yard, and Yumen. Malfunction and Skin Yard are two bands that come up a lot in this research. Uh, um, the, particularly some of the pe- some of the members of the bands go on to do a lot more stuff as well. Um, but I don't have time for all of that, all right? We don't have time. Um, so uh, this was the first time that like a lot of that grunge was like getting featured in a lot of other stuff where it was like, hey, look at this, look at this, look at this. Um, uh, there was like quotes saying the artist had a mostly heavy, aggressive sound that melded the slower tempos of heavy music with the intensity of hardcore, um, which I think is super interesting because sometimes you listen to grunge, it's like, man, I would love to to see like I would love to see I don't know I'd love to someone to hear Nirvana and go like, yeah, that's hardcore music. Right, right. That's a that's that that's such a different idea. But I mean, th- there are some songs on their first release that yes, that's under true. the pressure of sub pop. Yeah. yeah, that's very. You true. can tell that they were trying to go a little more hardcore. Um, and and so people people were saying people just said, well, what kind of music is this? This isn't metal. It's not punk. What is it? But during all this time, live shows were happening, and the live shows were being very sparsely attended. There just wasn't a lot of of people going to the shows. There was some more like people picking it up kind of across like in the UK. People were starting to listen to it more there, but it still wasn't getting the publicity that it gets that it's that it's supposed to get. Uh, Crispity in the chat says perfection. I'm performing a grunge cover concert tomorrow with my band. Well, best of luck at your gig. then. Yeah. Good luck on the gig. Best of luck on the gig. Look out for heroin. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's you know. yeah. You get a cancel buck. That's a safe <laughs> warning. That's a safe warning. You get a cancel buck. Is it buck. a safe warning? It's a safe warning for life. I yeah. suppose. It's a cover band, so look out for synthetic heroin. Oh <laughs> Jesus! Fuck. I, I'm assuming Is that another cancel. Yeah, buck? you oh, get another yeah. cancel buck yeah. for that. Jesus okay. Christ! Welcome to the chat. <laughs> In my school cafeteria, so I won't see any heroin. Give okay. Him, give him another one. Give him another. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Stay in school. Yeah. (laughs) Think about what you said, Dave. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Chris Biddy, thank you so much for being in this chat right now. You have made my day. Oh my Lord. Woo! All right. Oh, good. <laughs> Look, if you're if you're still playing gigs at a place that has a cafeteria and you're doing <laughs> grunge, uh, there's no shock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hearing about heroin. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very true. That's but if you don't know anything about the bands that you're covering, <laughs> most of them are no longer with us. Yeah, and I would say don't go research them before tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah very, very true. Oh, yeah. Look, uh, I'll find a way to send videos to y'all somehow through Instagram or something. Oh, yeah, awesome. please. Yeah. Follow send us them Instagram, and we'll, send it. we'll show yeah. them on, on, the, Friday. on Fridays. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you, if, you, if you send it before our live stream on Friday, then we'll watch it on, on our live stream on Friday. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> um, and then Dave will make some bad jokes. Yeah. No. So uh, moving on into the 90s, this is where things happen, which is crazy to think about this. And I, I kind of want to start to like get this idea going now, which is this is when things start to matter. Mm-hmm. This is when grunge starts to matter. Is 1991 when, when Nevermind comes out. And it's the unfortunate reality that that's where it starts to matter. Yeah. The buck, like, the buck starts here. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, they, people thought it was going to be a minor success. Uh, they compared it to Sonic, Sonic Youth's album Goo, um, and they thought it was just going to be fine. And 
we know that that is not the case. Yeah, the we, the, the label was like, we'll print fifty thousand copies. Yeah, and if it sells that, then we're happy. That's yep. all you need to worry about. You're not, we're not going to do more. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then Smells Like Teen Spirit's getting featured on MTV constantly. Um, it's selling 400,000 copies a week by Christmas of that I was year. Say, like, the, the timing of this was perfect, though, with MTV mm-hmm. being maybe not at its peak, but like close to yeah. its peak. It's yeah. also certified gold. Uh, like It was certified gold by the end of 91 as well. And by January of 92, it has replaced Michael Jackson's Dangerous on the number one Billboard 200. <sighs> Um, and by before before two thousand happens, never mind a certified diamond. That's insane. Yeah, uh, thirty million copies worldwide sold as of now. Um, and it like I like, thought they were only going to make fifty thousand. <laughs> well, so when it started overwhelming the label uh, and the record company, they stopped production of every other CD. Yeah. 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 To make this one to catch up with the demand of this record, and like you said, uh, like you said, Dave, like this is this has been like th- this overtook glam and hair metal. This, Absolutely, this, this this was the thing that that this shoved, was the thing that changed mm-hmm. it. It yeah. shoved both of those genres in the fucking dirt, um, which is you know some people might say a good thing. Who's to say? Um, Dave Grohl <laughs> ruined hair metal. Oh God! I think he would be upset by that. It's kind of well. Would, I think look, he would too. Yeah. How many drummers were in Nirvana? How many Grunge musicians are left? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. It's fine. Did you, uh, take, did you take my other one away? I I don't know. I yeah, was this me. was this this was mine for the Charlie. At Watts least yeah. at least two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, there's a lot of grunge musicians left, just not a lot of singers. I, it's just a joke, man. I know, yeah. but it but an overwhelming amount of people. Yeah. That genre. Yeah. And, and uh, notoriety have. Yeah, it's a very toxic genre in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. So two interesting things started to happen as the genre popularized. The first thing being that um, a lot of other labels outside of Sub Pop, and I haven't mentioned, we, we said the name earlier, but just to really clarify, Sub Pop is the label that is doing this. Sub Pop is the label that is making grunge what it is. But now other labels are trying to also follow suit and trying to sign a bunch of grunge, grunge bands. Um, uh, for example, Stone Temple Pilots, The Toadies, Tripping Daisies, Daisy, uh, Paw, Veruca Salt. There's a number of these artists that are trying to get that are getting signed at this at this time. Similarly, a lot of bands like Soundgarden and Pearl Jam, who have been a part of this for a while, don't like the term grunge. They don't want to be associated with it. They want to be rock and roll bands. They are not interested in being a part of this 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 thing. Um, so. Uh, this is not related to my last statement. This relates to the Stone Temple Pilots thing. I wanted to make this a game, but I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't <laughs> do it. So I, I but I, I'm instead just going to ask you. And if one of you knows the answer, or if Ian knows the answer in the chat, we'll give him a chance. Um, do any of you know Stone Temple Pilots' original name? They almost went with. Now I'll put the music back on just to give everybody, especially Ian, because Ian knows shit, a real chance. I'll give you. I'll give you two hints. It still is STP, okay? So it still follows that. Look at three hints. Still STP. It has a girl's name and a word that I will say, but it probably shouldn't. Uh, um, no, I'm not going to guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any guesses. Ian said Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> one, of the, one of the grunge bands did have that as their first name. That's hilarious. And I think one of the bands had... Mookie Blaylock as one of the first bands. Weird. Let me look up who that's a weird <laughs> thing to know. Adam, you have any any guesses? I have no idea. So no no not nothing at all. No gas aside from Mighty Joe Young. 
All right. Pearl Stone- Jam. Pearl Jam was going to name their band Mookie Blaylock. Oh. So Stone Temple Pilots almost went with the name. You're going to say it? Yeah. It's not like that bad. It's just it's just a word that's like, I, I don't need to use it in the way that most people use it. Okay. Shirley Temple's Pussy. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Why Would do you think the label didn't that. like that one? <laughs> they said that they like the article I read was like they almost landed. That was that was almost what they went with with Shirley Temple's pussy. That's crazy. That's wild. The '90s were a crazy time. It's yeah. absolutely insane. Or I guess the '80s. But. So um, there, you know, it's kind of hard to encompass how big this was for the time. Um, there's a lot of bands that are existing. Soundgarden, you know. Uh, Pearl Jam, a lot of these bands are existing at this time, blowing up, but the craze of grunge does not last <laughs> for long. <laughs> no, it fizzles out pretty quick. Uh, Nirvana released three records. Yeah, that's we, it. We yeah. did a deep dive. Yeah, I know, but still, <laughs> it is crazy to think about. Yeah. They, their impact is like so massive and at, they're so well known, and it's like, well, they had three albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like at least and one really good just one. like two that people knew. Yeah. They changed, they played as Mighty Joe Young before they changed the name to STP. Well, then I'll take a shot if that's 100% right, because I, I only read the other one. But Album. Uh, we'll, we'll figure our it out. Our resident yeah. IT and I, merch and I, now fact checker. I only I only saw the other one. Uh, but uh, hey, I didn't, I, this, I was just looking up fun facts about grunge. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a short list. <laughs> <laughs> um so much is happening. Um, bands. Yeah, like, you have to take a shot. That's fine. I'll do it. Uh oh. I was looking forward to it anyway. Um, bands like Soundgarden. And they were also in a band called Swing before they formed that. So they had some interesting variety of names. Swing is better than all of it. Yeah. Yep. Swing is the best one. Um, so a lot of stuff is happening at this time, but people at the time started to say that around the time of like 1993, that's when it started to enter its first stage of being killed off. How long has it been? How long has grunge even been a fucking thing in the mainstream? We can just say like, oh, it's done for, you know, even Kurt Cobain at a certain point was like, um, I don't know how long this is going to last. We're, yeah. we're, we're, I mean, it is inherently like counterculture. Yeah, it's OK. It's weird. and It doesn't work quite as well if it's mainstream. So that's, that's which is a, a stupid argument in some aspects. But like punk is kind of like that, too. When punk is really popular, it's not as compelling. That's kind of the, the the one of the things that I wanted to touch on, like towards the end. But I'll start I'll start to kind of sprinkle this in now, which is um, there is such a thing with with grunge that's like it. Pe- people talk about the fashion and the aesthetic of grunge. They still talk about it now. I'm wearing the shirt. We could see it and be like, oh, it's grunge, right? That happens with everything. True. Every very popular wave of music, culture, everything. True. But everyone in Seattle, everyone who was there at the time. Like this is just I, like there's there's a great article that I should send you, Adam. You can put in the show notes. That's like it's from 1992, and it's an archived uh, New York Times article that is basically like talking about how like the word about the the, the rise of grunge. And they they have a great paragraph, and it's like thrifting is a verb now. Um, that's right. like 92. The idea of we we know that thrifting is a verb, but like the idea back then of like thrifting is a verb. Now people go and buy these shirts. This is just what people do. That's like, it's like, you know, you made, we made the poor joke earlier, but it's like, this is, there like, is an aspect of that though. Yeah, yeah. There's like a, there's a reality of like people are going thrifting to buy these kinds of clothes. And this was just the culture they lived in. And this was the reality of Seattle at the time was this is what they wore. This is what they were into. This is the counterculture of it. 
And so the idea of it reaching a popularity and it reaching this kind of thing where like, you know, they talked about in that Foo Fighters doc where it's like all the kids who beat me up in high school are now at my fucking shows. Like this kind of changes, you know, how we look at the genre as a whole. Exactly. Yeah. And all, all the top fashion designers, their next season of like upcoming runs of clothing is all grunge looking stuff. Yeah. And the juxtaposition from like Vera Wang, like premiering her grunge thing. Right. Or their grunge thing to like the kids in Seattle that have to go thrifting because they can't afford new clothing. Mm -hmm. And they end up with plaid t-shirts because that's what their dads wore to work outside in the fucking cold. It's not cool. Yeah. Yeah, Now it's not cool. It's so strange, man. Yeah. And it's, and it's so interesting that like, it's so, of, of course, like you said, this happens all the time. Yeah. Right. But, you know, this happens all the time, like, you know, in, in, in I think, larger ways and ways that, like, in, 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 much, in much longer, like, fashions where this is so isolated, this is so short, and people still wear the fashion to this day. That's kind of the thing that gets me about it is it's like now grunge, yes, people know Nirvana and Soundgarden, but grunge is an aesthetic and a fashion more than anything else now. Yeah. Yeah, there's 110% people who would consider themselves as dressing grunge and yeah. don't know who any of these bands are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that, that was kind of my point with the, like, Nirvana is a clothing company at this point. Mm-hmm. Right. A clothing yeah. brand to people. Yeah. So the decline seems to start in 93. Um, people were saying the scene had nowhere to go but down. It couldn't go up anymore. This is it. Um, the passing of Kurt Cobain... Uh, the passing of the bass player for Hole, uh, Kristen Pfaff, I think is how you say it. Um, and so then, you know, pretty quick, we start to get what people call post-grunge. Cobain died in 94, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and so it, post-grunge seems to start as early as 95, which is another quick turnaround. Right. Um, but interestingly, like, like the bands that people would consider post-grunge, uh, Foo Fighters, <laughs> Weezer, um, and like <laughs> silver chair, uh, silver chair. Uh, yeah. and then a lot of Brit pop also is part of the post yeah, blur and Oasis fit into a lot of that, which, which it's funny. I'm reading about it and people are like, it's these alternative bands. I'm like, then it's yeah. not post grunge no, jackass. It's, it's just alternative. alternative bands. Now I can go. Okay. Can we go to some early silver chair? Yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't spent any amount of time listening to them, uh, before they put out their first record, they were literally just kids in Australia writing like me- very mediocre music and then when they actually had the opportunity to go in and write uh like and work on a high level recording or record it's not even that high level but when they had the opportunity to do that this is the kind of stuff they started writing so let's listen to uh pure massacre Yeah, Ian's already talking in the chat about how the lead singer <laughs> pronounces Pure Massacre. Yeah, but that's grunge. Yeah, this yeah. sounds grungy. Yeah, yeah, this is grunge, yeah. But I think they were like 18 at this point. Yeah, this just sounds like grunge. Yeah. But wait till we get to the chorus. So why why is this post-grunge? Exactly. Because it's after the... It came yeah. out in 95. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. yeah. It's grungy. It's super grunge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's super grunge. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that to me, that just all that is is screams grunge. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like the post grunge idea, um, I think, I think if we looked at grunge more as like waves, uh, like we do with like emo and stuff like I think that, that's a good that idea. would be a better way to look at it. Um, but I think really what the post grunge like hit should be is, um, what we like should just call the second wave of grunge is Nickelback three doors down. That's fair. Yeah. Because I, that, I, that definitely does kind of fit that. Okay. So it's not grunge, right? No, but it's butt rock. But but what? It, okay, so it's butt rock. We call that we call it that now. Yeah, didn't call it then. Yeah. What is the uh, the the third wave of emo? I think it's the second and third wave of emo. Like, do you know those bands? No. It's unimportant because if you know the fourth wave of emo, which is Fall Out Boy and Paramore oh, okay. and My Chemical Romance, they was, those are emo bands 110%. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But if you listen to the emo before that, it's like, where the fuck did we get this? Yeah, right. How did we get to this? How did we, yeah. like, like we, I see your point. We could, we, you can see the, 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 the trails is how you get to Fall Out Boy from emo, but it is not identical by any means. Right. Right. So when I listen, when I look, when I, when I see the list of like, Nickelback, Three Doors Down, Puddle of Mud. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I can what, especially Puddle of Mud. Yeah, there's so much there that's like I I get why this would be the next rave, the next wave of grunge music. Yeah. especially when you think about the popularity that grunge was holding. A band like Nickelback could go, I'm gonna do that, but make it, you know, popular. Canadian. Canadian. That's what <laughs> I was gonna say. Yep. <laughs> um, and and I think that so much of what is sticking through grunge in the in the mainstream which is not the messiness it's the catchiness it's the vocal styling and maybe like the like i, I would say the rhythmic ideas um the, and the addition of slight guitar solos yeah right that, but not not in your face yeah yeah that continues still and in fact i have like a band i really like now who i would call like whatever wave of grunge we're on now like it's like like four or five yeah yeah which band webbed wing i'd yeah. say webbed wing yeah. is like webbed wing is yeah. like for sure some kind of wave of grunge um the guitar solos are simple the melodies are easy his vocals are clean but like he he doesn't articulate all the time it's like uh in the same way that we could call idols punk for sure yeah yeah, yeah. exactly right. exactly it's, yeah so, um, which, which brings us to our final point, which is what is it about grunge? What, what, what is it about grunge in you guys' mind that is, that made it stick through time, that made it the most popular thing for a minute and has still been that way? Is it, is it, is it the dirtiness of the music? Is it the, is it the, the loudness of the bands? Is it the, I don't give a fuck attitude? Yeah, I, I would say the attitude is probably like the, the easiest thing to pick out. Because every, not generation necessarily, but every like wave of it has been followed by like people are mad about something. Yeah, yeah, and and every generation of kids who are cast out from the popular group are not going to listen to the popular music. They're going to listen. Yeah, they're going to listen to Nickelback. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe, but they're they're going to listen to what it is that they've heard about that also involves people who were cast out. Right, and so Nirvana and bands like that are the go-to and then anything you find after that is just more fire for the more wood for the fire. Yeah. It makes these kids still to this day feel like they have a place to live. Yeah. And it's approachable too. 
the idea of making it's, it's easier the, to get into yeah yeah like like ian said in the chat definitely the dirt of the music but uh greasy riffs for everyone i think i think that's a great i i i, I think that's a great like thought i just think that people don't like most people don't like that part of it. Most people don't give a shit about like the 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 dirt and the grease and the messiness. People hear shit like what we just listened to. It sounds messy. We listen to that Melvin stuff. It sounds messy. It's not. It's not like pe- people don't want to hear someone do something wrong right. or what sounds wrong. I should say. Um, there's a, a an interesting thing that um, one of the sub pop co-founders said that Seattle was a perfect example of a secondary city with an active music scene that was completely ignored by a, by an American fixated American media fixated on Los Angeles and New York City, and that kind of I think yeah. encapsulates the idea of like this like un, this like underdog idea of like well if they're not gonna fucking pay attention to me who then, then, then who, I, cares? who fucking yeah. cares yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. But and you do see it in the way that the first wave of grunge collapsed so quickly is that in the in the hands of the big record labels and all of the eyes of the world on you as a band member, it's like, oh, I was poor a year ago, yeah, and now I have all of more, like more money than I could ever imagine, yeah. But it it and doesn't a slight really drug like, dependency, it, slight slight. <laughs> it doesn't really lend itself to being popular no. either. No. No. We, uh, can you imagine the evolution of Nirvana had Kurt Cobain still been alive? Right. I think I think that's like kind of like if they had put out twelve albums. Yeah, like, yeah. Pearl Jam are still doing it. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots are still doing it. Stone Temple Pilots are on their third lead singer. Jesus. Yeah. Third Yarler. Yeah. <laughs> that's sounds... what they put in the job posting. Yeah. <laughs> they actually must Yarl. The third lead singer they found was actually by a way of a contest. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. Okay, I remember this. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that like there's there's something that, to the popularity, I think that has to do, maybe fortunately, unfortunately, with the style and the aesthetic of the whole thing. Yeah. I yeah. think that I think that the music, you know, I think that it's really easy for someone who maybe is not um, into heavy music to listen to something to smell, to listen to something like Smells Like Teen Spirit and say like, oh yeah, I feel like, I feel angry from this. And it's like, well, this is maybe like the cleanest version of what you of, of, of what you could potentially listen to as far as that goes. Um, this, not to say there's there's no anger in it. Not to say there's no, no there's playing in it. But it's like you listen to some of the stuff we already listened to, and it's like, oh, there's fucking this is like aggressive. And even even, even listen to In Utero. Yeah, that, that too. It's yeah. like they. It's if you listen to those records as someone who doesn't know the three, like if you don't know Bleach, if you don't know Nevermind, you don't know In Utero, and you tell. Someone who's never heard those to categorize which one was the last one. Yeah, N- never mind. It's going to be the last one. Well, right. it's crazy every time. It pe- it's what stuck. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. Well, and the production is is like high quality production. Yeah. And Utero sounds like they made it themselves. Well, and it's crazy because uh, at the like when when the grunge decline started, people were saying In Utero was one of like the points of death, and it's right. like okay, but they're just doing the. The, the the heavy thing that other well, people were doing. They, they were doing what they wanted to do, yeah, too. Exactly. And, and it might be what, you know, is is if you could say, like, if Metallica had made the Black album and then made St. Anger immediately sure. after it, it's yeah. like, oh, there's the downfall. Yeah. You fucked it up. You fumbled yeah. the bag. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a really interesting thing. I think that this is a this is a true example of just like time and place. Absolutely. This yeah. is this is this is like one of those, you know, we talk about it with certain, you know, certain genres, but when we look at like, you know, I mentioned emo already, but if you look at even like thrash metal, like thrash metal was birthed in the 80s, right? But that doesn't like it doesn't it, it still has continued on 
and has just like been right. Yeah. And is and and like it was time and place. I think when it was birthed to be like, oh my god, what the fuck? This is fucking awesome. And then it just has it just has continued to be what it is. But this is like you had to be there for this. This yeah. is actually like everyone should have FOMO for not being like like in their teens or something in the '90s, early '90s to right. be around for this, right? Um, and it's 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 super interesting. I mean, like the especially the idea of it just being from Seattle. It's like right. That's you know, a weird part that's of a, it. That's a super interesting thing of just like it's from this city. That's it. Well, the city in the in that time. This city in yeah in like it, if I were to be if I were to be really kind, eighty five to ninety three. Yeah, eighty five to ninety three, Seattle. That is that is grunge, right? Well, and even just nineteen ninety one, because I was thinking about like the big four. I think they all released records that year, and it was Nevermind, yeah. and that was the peak of yeah, yeah, yeah. They all released albums. Yeah, ten by Pearl Jam. Bad Motor Finger by Soundgarden. Uh, here's some other ones that came out that year. Use Your Illusion, Guns N' Roses, the first record. Yep. And I'm pretty sure the Black Album came out at that time. Did it come out that year? In 91. It, did it really? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. And No More Tears by Ozzy Osbourne. Wow, that's wild. That was like a huge, huge year for yeah. for music. So again, it's a crazy like it's a crazy time. It's a crazy thing, grunges. I think that the hottest take that I have and my, my big takeaway is that I don't like it. Um, <laughs> that's like, that's my biggest, that's my biggest like hot take I mean, thing. Is like yeah, it just, I don't think any of us go back and just listen to it a lot. Well, I mean, I, like going back and listening to bands I've never heard of and just being like, I don't know who this is. And I'm right. And I'm like, yeah. I, 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 there's something about going back and listening to old punk that's messy that I'm like, I'm getting something like I'm getting, I'm getting a, an extra sense of aggression from this. I don't know why I'm missing it from grunge. Maybe I'm, maybe I, the unfortunate thing is I just have like a subconscious thing of grunge being like maybe an aesthetic more than anything else. Yeah. That could be part of it. But, um, the, like the, re, I, I listen to it. I just don't get that same, that same visceral reaction that I do from punk, which was a big inspiration for it. So, um, uh, I do think that while Dave Grohl is the most famous drummer from that era, I think Matt Cameron is the godfather of grunge drums because yeah. he plays drums in Pearl Jam now and also played in Soundgarden. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Playing drums it. for two out of the big four bands. Yeah, he like, gets it. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. And I think Nirvana's overrated. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's a hot take. No. No. I I the I was talking about the 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 Rolling Stone top two fifty guitarist guitar player like a lot of people are angry about that list. Yeah, Kurt Cobain's on it. (laughs) (laughs) No, why the fuck is he would he would even be like why the fuck am I on this list? Everyone who knew why the fuck is he there? It's crazy. Anyway, um, and I I would assume he's not two fifty. He is like he's above people. He's he's in the top one hundred. Is it best or most influential? Uh, It's the same thing as that vocalist thing we 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 did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. uh, they just want people to talk about their article. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, it's kind of what we thought when we were doing that episode. Yeah, but anyway, um, like I, I totally get why people like '90s or '90s grunge. It's just not my thing. I think grunge in general, I think, is cool. I just, it's just not. I don't know. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. But um, super fascinating as far as the history, as far as the impact, as far as um, all of the above. Just to be in, just to be uh, such an isolated event of music, and then push forward like that. Yeah. So. Anybody got anything else about grunge? No, I'm, I'm just happy some of the bands are still around. Yeah, but for just sure. not a lot of them are. Yeah. yeah, and I I actually was talking to an older student like months ago about that era, and he was like, he was like, you know, for people that are fans of like the '70s music who grew up in the '70s, 
He's like, that. some of those people die, but most of them are still around. He's like, I was a big fan of all of these grunge people at a very formative time. And before I was an adult, they all died. Yeah. And I was like, shit. That's, Jesus Christ. That's a, that's a weird fact to think it, about. It, it is yeah. like a genre you're not going to like be older and see your heroes dying. Exactly. Right. Yeah. They're yeah. already dead. They're already dead. Yeah. It's Damn. crazy. That's wild. Well, which I'm listening to. <laughs> um, so it's it, it's it's a weird time. There's like a lot. I'm going back through a lot of old stuff right now. There's also a few releases I'm looking forward to. As far as new things, um, there is a uh, I, I I'll, I'll call them a hardcore band, I guess, called the Callous Dowboys. Such a good. <laughs> Did Andy come up with this? Right. Yeah, is this yeah, Andy's yeah. new band? Such a good friend of the band show. Name, the Callous Dowboys. They put out an EP called God Smiles Upon the Callous Dowboys. Um, and uh, I'll have to play some of it for you maybe on Friday. Or, yeah. uh, but it's it, the, 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 it is incredible. Ian, if you have not heard this EP, I highly suggest that you listen to this EP. It is a wild uh, like weird, if, especially if you like car bomb, it's weird, hardcore journey. Um, and then, uh, Lawrence put out a single called 23. Um, and I, uh, I like it. It's, uh, I, 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 li- the first time I listened to it, I was like, man, uh, I wish this was, I wish there was more happening, but I found myself just re- just putting on repeat. Yeah. It's so catchy. Their, their tour vlogs have been really enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. They're crushing the social media shit. When, uh, uh when does their new album come out? I don't know. Hopefully don't ASAP because yeah. they're they're on that tour right now with the Jonas Brothers. They're right? opening for the Jonas Brothers, but that's for like a long time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's nice to see a band touring with one band for a long time. It's nice to see a band like that touring yeah. with touring with the right. Jonas Brothers. Since the pandemic, it's been like Taylor Swift's going on tour with thirteen different artists. Yeah, over yeah, everybody gets a couple two days. months. Yeah. yeah. The cool thing about the Lauren stuff too is that this song's called 23. It's about her 23rd birthday. And uh, she went and interviewed people on the streets of New York and then also interviewed one of the Jonas Brothers. Like, what was your 23rd birthday like? So they, they're at least like making those connects, which is great. I yeah. mean, like you, you, there's like the, the nightmare of the fact that uh, like, you know, you, you go on tour with this huge band and you just don't meet them because they're so big. Like they're right. all doing their own thing. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, it's a big business. Yeah. We hear exactly. about that all the time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm listening to. Uh, it was Gord, the anniversary of Gord Ban- Gord Downey from the Tragically Hip's death last week. So I started listening to the Hip again, as I do every year, and their album now for Plan A has been on steady rotation. Nice, nice. Uh, I've been listening to the album that y'all talked about a couple weeks in a row. Renee Rapp's uh, Angel, dude, it's Snow really Angel good. Album. What Let's do you think? Go! Great. I've listened to it like a dozen times. It's, it's so, so good. good. It's, it like jumps up the list of like it, year end. It's in like my top five. She's so <laughs> she's so good. Yeah. I, I I have I I want two outings. Uh, I want two outings for the podcast. I want one outing for us to go see the Taylor Swift movie, and then I want another outing for us to go see Mean Girls the musical movie when it when it's in theaters. And I, want I didn't us, know they were doing that. And because Renee Rapp was. Well, I, I, yeah, I knew that part. I yeah. didn't know they made. And Renee Rapp's the in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Renee Rapp's Virginia George in the movie, so I uh, I'm super fucking excited for that. I those are my votes for. Do we actually have to go to a theater, or can we mean? just watch them at like your house? We can wait until it's or out. Adam. Yeah, we have a theater at your house at my house. We can, we can wait watch it there. We can wait until it's available in I Adam's think theater. I would prefer that for the Taylor Swift thing. It's, I, this I, might I, be it's gonna I look heard, weird when we're all dancing at the front, and I like heard, walking I, around in circles. I heard, I heard it's all, they're all dead now. I heard all the theaters are dead now. It, it, was, was it was the first the first week went crazy and then it was like it was I, I had a student go and they're like there was no one in there oh good 
<laughs> That's the way Dave wants to see movies. That's the, yeah. Yeah. I just had the idea of like, oh good, no one's in the Taylor Swift movie. No one's watching it anymore. <laughs> no, it, it, it made more money than any movie last week still. Yeah. So. Fuck. Yeah. Um, and they're only doing it on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Jesus which fucking is Christ. Crazy. Yeah, that's wild. Wow. Well, anyway, um, yeah, Renee Rapp's album. Yeah, incredible. It's a great album. Yeah. Anybody got anything I, I else? I want another album right away. Like, oh, yeah. 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 Because yeah. it's a short album, too. It so. is. It is. Uh, good episode. Yeah, yeah good, good episode. Job, good job researching all yeah. this. Hey, Thanks, Hagen. Hey, listen here. Listen here. If my computer does some shit again, I quit. Oh, nope. <laughs> gonna, I don't like that joke. We're going to run it. On this MacBook, which is very, still very warm. <laughs> Come on, Patreon. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. No, um, no, 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 no. I really just can't stand the technical difficulties, but I appreciate everybody for sticking through. I appreciate everybody for liking the stream, all that good shit. But if you haven't already, please subscribe on whatever podcast app you're using to listen to this. If you're on YouTube right now, also like and subscribe the video. That helps us out a ton. If you're on social media, come check us out. Don't be the artist on TikTok. DFTA podcast on Instagram. Um, posting kind of regularly. It's, it's, just so, it's just so fucking exhausting. <laughs> um, but again, we have our Patreon. If you have not joined the Patreon, go do that. We have uh, two episodes up already. One's like an after party and from a couple weeks ago episode. And the other one is uh, us doing like a middle school band thing, which is also fun. And we'll be filming and uploading another episode uh, this weekend, which will be a K-pop episode if you join. Yeah, and I think we have another one or two in the next couple weeks. So. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be all set. Join the Patreon. Uh, you get you get merch when you join. Yeah, so. we'll be getting this stuff out yeah. as soon as we get koozies. Exactly. Um, it's on me. I'm sorry. Uh, and if you have any topic ideas, join the Patreon. You can DM us directly on there and like talk to us from there. But you also, on social media, can DM us any topic ideas. If you want to say hi, you want to say hello, you want to share your thoughts on grunge, anything at all, DM us, say hi to us, drop a comment. We would love to hear from you guys. Um, we appreciate you so much for being here, for watching, for listening. It means the world to us and for sticking through all the technical difficulties because I fucking hate it. So <laughs> thank you guys so much for being here. We really appreciate it. And uh, get, get rid of the towel. all right, I got I got to go. <laughs>